This is Mona Lisa Baseball. Pitcher health. Or lack of pitcher health. I spent several hours today crunching numbers. How ugly do they get? Okay, so if you look around and try to find articles on this, you'll find one article that's like, injuries are way up. And you find another article that's like, eh, injuries are about the same. It's a small sample size. But I looked at the numbers and injuries with pitchers specifically, it's way up, man. Um, we're 35% of the season is complete, right? Most teams have played about 57 games around the time of this recording. Some are 56, some are 58. Okay. It's 35% of the season. Last year, 2022, we had 549 total pitcher injuries. We're just counting total times they went on the list, you know, got okay. injured. Keep it simple. Yep. I threw out all the COVID injury. You know, I threw out some yep. conditions that weren't related to the muscles, yep. the arm. Mm-hmm. We got back injuries in here. We got all kinds of injuries, but, you know, they're mostly pitchers, so they're mostly arm injuries. Yeah. This year, mm-hmm. we've got 243. Okay. Okay. Now, let me tell you how that's going to play out. If you yeah. extrapolate that through the end of the season, you know, you do the math, that'll be 690 injuries this year opposed to the 549 last year if it plays out at the same rate. Okay, that's 25% more right. before you say anything. Yeah. We're at the beginning of the season when everyone's supposed to be healthier. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the main thing I was thinking was end of the year, you got a lot of sore arms. Got to believe it's going up. So I did the research. Yeah, injuries are up significantly. Hmm. Don't let the uh, MLB journalists fool you. No, I would never. Here's what they're saying. They're saying this. They're like, hey, we tested this in the minor leagues and everything was fine, you guys. Mm -hmm. So they're like, this is a statistical anomaly. Meanwhile, (laughs) you know how we know this is not statistical anomaly? Because Scott Boris swooped and he's like, oh, hey, guys, you just need more pitchers. Yes. What a great time for old Scotty Boris to come in. Yes. Expand that roster. It's a perfect time. Yeah. It makes so much sense. Do you want to explain everyone who Scott Boris is in case they don't know? Oh, Scott Boris. Okay. Uh, This is my take on Scott Boris. Uh, When I started to pay attention to players' agents without really trying that hard in my teens, his name came up all the time. And I realized that he represented... You know, he was like the anti-Jerry Maguire. It was, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, not keep it small. His way, and I'm not going to fault him if you're a business guy, but his way was, I want as many of the best players in the game as possible. There's a good reason why people signed up with him. Because he got monster, monster contracts. Yeah. And that's his job, and he was very good at it. But don't look to Scott Boris for health of the game advice because it always seems to come from a place of dollar dollar bills, y'all. Oh, yeah. He's in it for the money. He's a big time agent, a super agent. Big time. If there's more pitchers in the league, then he gets more commission. It's like it's easy. It's just yep. a paycheck for him and his company. Very simple math. Oh, he also yeah. was the agent that achieved the Alex Rodriguez quarter of a billion <laughs> and... It was such an astronomical figure at the time that Alex Rodriguez at the time, this is when he was signed with the Rangers, at the time he was almost a little sheepish and embarrassed about it. And Scott Boris actually jumped in and said, well, Alex isn't embarrassed about it, and then said more <laughs> things about it. Um, draw your own conclusions. So here's what else they'll tell you. Uh, yeah. The mainstream press will tell you, well, they're pitching faster. Velocity's up this year. Well, guess what? Uh-huh. <clears throat> That's a lie, too, because I crunched numbers Ooh. as of today. Yeah. Fan graphs, baby. It's not up. It's flat. 
It's totally flat from last year. So don't believe that. It's not true. It might have been up at one point in April or something when somebody wrote an article, but it's not true anymore. In fact, it's a little bit down. Probably because a bunch of pitchers are getting hurt. So they're bringing in the other guys. Right. So I think I get it. What they're saying is the reason why more people are getting hurt is because arms are moving quicker. It's even harder on the body than it used to. So naturally, the injuries are going to be up. That's kind of their argument. They're doing anything to deflect from the pitch clock. Deflect. Yes. It's not the pitch clock. Don't tell tell me it's the pitch clock. Nobody wants to hear that. It's the fucking pitch clock, you guys. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a big mystery. Now, I haven't seen this yet, but I believe you had told me that uh, there's some sort of video evidence of a pitcher puking on the mound and even a pant shitting incident. Is this true? We've got one pitcher with it coming out one end and we got another pitcher with it coming out the (laughs) other end and it's all live in 4K. (laughs) But yeah, we had a pitcher uh, throw up on the field. Um, it was an interesting moment because I think the yep. coaches and the trainers were over there trying to help him and he's pushing him away and they're kind of looking at him like, why are you pushing me away, dude? And then when he pukes, they're like, oh, that's why he was pushing me away. <laughs> it's wow. like, I'm not trying to puke on your shoes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had another picture. Uh, he Very interesting video where he, it's a liner right back at him and he does the thing where he gets down as fast as he can, like into a squat. He squats so hard, he poops his pants. Ooh. And it's like instant brown explosion on the backside of his butt. Aye. But uh, yeah, pitchers are unhealthy. Poor fella. Yeah, did he stay in the game? What's funny is Pete Sampras has a very famous puking on the tennis court in a major against Agassi. Michael Jordan has a very famous flu game. Anytime I'm puking, the thought of playing any sport is 100% out of the question. And playing at the highest level, it's really hard to fathom. I think I'd take myself out. Left-hander Amir Garnett. Threw up on the mound, and then they they pulled him, yeah. Good. Oh, I'm sure this exists, but you might know the answer right off the top. Once they implemented the three-batter minimum rule, is there an injury allowance where, hey, our pitcher's hurt, like he can't pitch to two more hitters? Mm -hmm. And would puking qualify? There's an exception for injuries. You can pull the guy. There's an exception. I wonder how thin that line is. Because puking's not an injury. No, it's not. But, I mean, obviously he was unwell probably ate something before the game it wasn't sitting right yeah but i'm curious if you know in the relief role what's the least you can get away with if it's clearly defined injury or you know hey man i just puked on my shoes i need out of this game i would imagine it's umpire discretion yeah oh okay they might still have that power yeah i guess that's their last for now that's all they got yeah Well, geez. Okay, so let's think about this. If they, baseball, want to keep hiding this, I mean, it's not going to work. If what we're implying is real, how long can you really cover that up? Yeah, I'm sure they're hoping... Go ahead and mitigate. We are 35%. Look, there's a possibility these numbers could swing, but I mean... It seems really unlikely. I don't have a master's degree in statistics, but I... I have worked with math enough to know that 35% yeah. is pretty good sample size. And if injuries are up 25 and we've already stated that it's the beginning of the season when they're supposed to be yeah. fresh, like this is a problem. This is a problem. You know, I've been thinking about this more and more. And I think that I'm willing to bet that they raise the number of seconds in between pitches next year. What? You I think they're going to adjust. Because they see that it worked and the risk of losing fans for five extra seconds per pitch doesn't seem very high to me. And like you say, this is a big issue. It's a big problem. It is. 
The other argument that I heard was that pitchers are going to get more and more used to this. So this is the year that the injuries are going to be at the highest. Right. And I think there's truth in that, but probably it's pretty risky. Well, yeah. And then you have Scott Boris coming in here and he's like, oh, hey, guys. Oh, it's fine. That's great. Let's expand the roster, which is something we've been talking about. We think it's going to happen. I mean, the only mystery is how they're going to justify it. And like, here it is. There there it is right there. Well, that'd be another big one. I'm assuming the 25-man roster has been in place for... Hey, rather than keeping the pitchers healthy, let's just get more pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the football approach. Oh, another guy, you know, busted his knee. He's done for life. We got another guy right ready to fill in. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. I know. I always like the idea of how you toy with the number of 25 and how many relief pitchers do you actually want? And is that extra middle infielder more important? Is that fast guy for late innings more important? You know, those are real baseball strategies. Just getting thrown out the window. If you keep adding people, that strategy doesn't hold up. And then, you know, baseball just takes another imperfection on its face or something here's the quote from scott no lay it on me we need to have that 14 man pitching staff hey maybe 15 that would allow for clubs to you know keep your starters innings down and also have a bullpen where you keep your number of appearances by your bullpen down so you can rest these guys he's your friend he's trying to solve the problem Oh, my God. You know what irritates me about that quote probably the most is that he started the sentence with we. Oh, yeah. And he's a fucking agent. Oh, he's got another quote that starts with we need also. He says, okay, we need 27 to 28 man rosters because we've got to protect the starting pitchers. Protect the starting pitchers. I guess Mm. if you add two more guys, then... The argument must be that relief pitchers don't pitch as often, like maybe they get more days off and you can relieve the starter a little sooner. I mean, that's, I think that's the argument. Relieve the starter sooner. Yeah, because he's so worn out because there's not enough time in between innings or pitches now for him to rest. Yeah. These people that were all for pitch clock, do they still seem down for pitch clock? Has anything changed? I guess probably nothing's changed in the last month. One of the things that really static grinds my gears about reading MLB media is that they always start off with MLB added the pitch clock and most people like it. And unfortunately, that is true. Yep. We are kind of, we're the lone voice of dissent. Well, for now. I mean, again, I haven't found anyone else who's railing on it like we rail on it. Yeah. I mean, this is fine. It's like, it's the first third of the season. It's very predictable. If you drew a line in the sand where you go, okay, hold on, baseball is not dictated by a clock. Some people are swinging on that. But the main risk for me wasn't that it's going to ruin the game. It's that later on down the road, a year, five years, whatever, just won't feel as good or as important. I think that's, you know, that statement supports my idea that you can't make something perfect better no matter what you try to do can't improve and i think that falls in line with that exactly where i was on a camping trip this weekend and you know who was couldn't be more diametrically opposed uh viewpoint wise of the new rules was my dad oh my god loves the pitch clock this is the person that taught me baseball yeah loves the pitch clock how old's your dad he is 70 But here's the thing. He's a mega baseball consumer when it comes to having the game on in the evening. If the Giants are playing, 
it's on in my parents' house. A lot of 49er, a lot of Warrior games, and you know, my mom could pretty much give a rat's ass about the other ones. But <laughs> the Giants games, my mom wants the game on as much as my dad does. So, you know, you're going to get real close to 162 games on in their house. And he's not a guy that stays up late. So this pitch clock idea, games are running at 9.30, all about it. He loves it. It's a better TV product. I also remember that when I went to a game with him, I think this was like the Bill Swift 20-game winner year uh, with the Giants. Can I cut in really quick before you tell that yeah, story please. and let you know that I was talking to A4 the other day and he says he prefers talking about baseball with your dad much more than you because your dad is actually <laughs> like knows what's going on with teams and stuff. So I'm sorry. I had to get that in there before I forgot. Oh, that's good. I know. I'm talking about stuck in the past. It's like, let's talk about Bill Swift, yeah. 20 game winner. I'm like, huh? Never heard of him. No, but anyway, we went to a day game in the 90s. I believe it was 93. And he was just ranting and raving because Bill Swift was a quick worker. And I think he went all nine. And it was a, it was probably like a 2-0 or 2-1 game. And if I got my numbers right, we left the ballpark and he was just thrilled that it was like a two-hour and five-minute game. And I'd never thought of that as something to kind of factor into how fun the game was, but he was just, oh, he was so stoked. Now, probably he was waking up at 4.30 the next morning, but it was a day game. Mm-hmm. But that's always held importance for him, the the speed of the game. So if you're someone that's always thought baseball was slow or really, really love it when they play fast, I mean, I could see how the last 30 years would be painful. And the more games you try to watch, the more pain that will enact if that's a problem for you. But I shouldn't say all the rules. He was mega into the pitch clock, but he still thinks the idea of telling the defense where to stand is lunacy. Yeah. Um, But I've also heard him say, but, you know, I could get used to it. That's probably (laughs) the thing that grinds my gears the most when anyone says that in terms of, you know, I love baseball and, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine eventually, I guess. And to me, that's just not good enough. This pitch clock, you've said this a lot. It's kind of like a fad and people are going to tune in and be like, oh, it's the new thing. Let's check it out. This fad. But you know what the thing about fads is they die out and you keep making this point. It's not a long term strategy for people Mm -hmm. staying in love with the game. No, it's. And you also said something like you think they're going to extend it a couple seconds, like what, like 16 and 22 or something. I mean, what? Like, yeah, I mean, I could see 20 and 25. I don't know. What what do you think they're going to do? If I was a betting man and occasionally I am, I would say five seconds on each side okay that would be my guess right now all right and then what you add two and a half seconds to the batter getting in there instead of eight now it's 10 oh right yeah he he's we're at eight right? so he gets okay batter gets 10 and then pitcher gets 20 and the guy's on base now it's 10 and 25 okay fine yeah i mean i hear a lot of people actually say that but i mean yeah shouldn't have mlb started out with the I don't know. Maybe they really wanted to see that dramatic change in uh, in broadcast time. Yeah. yeah, I think they did. So they could brag about it more. Look what we've shaved. They're bragging at the hospital where there's a bunch of pitchers sitting in there. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this. Again, the faster game, I'm not against the idea of making the games no. faster. I'm just, it's like, at what price? I have a solution to the pitch clock problem. Bring it. Yeah, just give them like three warnings. That way, when you do the whole like, do you know you know that when like a player comes and they get their standing ovation okay. this has happened multiple times now yep there's a standing ovation right you have to 
give MLB 24 hours notice to file for an exception to the pitch clock because you're planning on getting a standing ovation. You're planning for the standing ovation. It's not, it's, no, this isn't the fans just doing it because they love the guy. This is a staged event now. Oh, that's grotesque. Yeah. And so some players now, they get their exception to the pitch clock, they get their standing O because the team, you know, filed the paperwork. And then other guys don't because the team didn't know about this. Uh-huh. We're getting used to the pitch clock. So much fun, guys. Your timing is brilliant because I read this phenomenal chapter. It was probably uh, 30 pages talking about the 82 and 83 Orioles. And he was saying how the 83 Orioles were a really, really special team. It was Cal Ripken's uh, second year, and they won the title. But he said, but in order to understand what that meant, let's really, really examine the 82 season. So he takes about 25 pages, maybe more, maybe 30, to describe how the 82 season went, what kind of team it was and all that stuff. And it was a hell of a story because Earl Weaver was a really, had a really successful tenure for the Orioles. And 82 was going to be his last season. And they were really good leading up to there. And they just didn't have a very good year until about the last 40 games, and they got red hot, red hot. And the Brewers were seven and a half games ahead, I think it was maybe in late August, and the Orioles caught them. Mm. And it was this really, really, really good playoff race. And what ended up happening was it went to the last game of the season where they were tied and they were playing each other. And he said, this has really only happened three times in 113 years, I believe was his stat. Okay, so the Orioles are playing at home, win and get into the playoffs. This was before, you know, 94% of teams made the playoffs. This is when they're taking two from the American League. So loser goes home, winner goes to the playoffs. Orioles are at home, they lose the game. Guess what happens? Tell me. The fans stand up at the end of the game and they start cheering. Yeah. And they don't stop cheering. And Earl Weaver comes out because everyone knows it's his last year. And supposedly there's tears and he's waving. And then Earl Weaver calls out the team. So the whole team comes out onto the field. They gave a standing ovation to this team, according to this journalist, in the early 80s, a 15-minute standing ovation at the end of the season. That's what a real ovation is. No one's telling anyone to stand up. It just happened because it was fucking amazing. They were proud of their team. It was okay that they lost because they gave their fans one hell of a September. That's real. This 24 hours of planned ovations... Like literally is turning my stomach. I can hear my voice getting louder because it pisses me off. That is not sports. That's theater. Correct. You're acting. Yeah. You're acting. Give the TV studio a heads up so they can put the cameras in, you know, in the right places. Make it a whole production. Yep. Get that interview on the field. Yeah. And what's really cool about that story, which I'd never heard before, was that that's the same town that got to cheer Cal Ripken when he broke the record. And I was watching that game. Unfortunately, I'll never forgive myself because I sat down to watch that game and I fell asleep watching it. And then when I woke up, I had found out that Cal Ripken hit a homer in a bat I was asleep for. The streak-breaking game, that yeah, hurts. Yeah. But at the middle of the fifth, when it becomes an official game, that's when you know they stopped and did all the ceremonies. 
You know, it was official. He'd broken the record. You were taking a baseball nap? Yeah, I was. Yeah. That is part of it. That's totally okay. That was the ultimate must-see TV, and I still fell asleep. <laughs> that was actual must-see TV. But those fans wouldn't sit down. I mean, that's a baseball town. It's really impressive to think that those two things happen, not in the same park, but the same town. Yeah. I've only driven through Baltimore once, uh, and it was January, I'm in and there. it was really bleak looking. It really is heartwarming to think those are real baseball fans. These aren't the fans that show up to the game taking selfies. I mean, these are like baseball people. And I just feel like we're actual baseball people are dwindling big time. Well, the Orioles are having a year this year. They're actually on a tear. That's what I heard. They got a big problem that the Rays are again. Oh, Rays are even hotter? Insane. Yeah, they're 40 and 18. Well, they'll both make the playoffs, so don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. They're in. Yeah, they're both. Same division, doesn't matter. Right. Third place Phillies, World (laughs) Series contenders. Yeah, so Orioles are 35 and 21. They look really good this year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they already had an asterisk next to their name. They've already clinched a playoff berth. (sighs) Dude, we're only 35% through the season. (laughs) Already clinched it. Can you imagine what's going to be the record now for earliest clinch? Oh, yeah. That record's going to get broken every time they expand the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I liked when you told A9 and A10 they were delusional when they thought there'd be no new rules. Wait, wait, no disrespect to those guys. That was a great conversation. They're super smart. They they were smarter than me in a lot of things. But when it comes to this idea, there's not going to be new rules next year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) There's going to be. Cute. 10 new rules. I mean, they may not advertise them like they advertise the three new rules. Oh, baseball's back. Three new rules. More great action. But the truth is there were way more than three new rules. Like if you actually look at the rule book, there's tons of the shift ban is like seven rules, just like all right described as the shift ban. But it's a lot of different rules, really. Mm -hmm. They mentioned bigger bases. Don't even talk about the throwback. Way bigger impact on the game. Yeah. Yeah. Next year, we'll get 10 new rules at least. Um, They probably will tweak the pitch clock a little bit, especially if people like us shine a light on, you know, the injury situation, assuming the statistics hold true, because that's not okay. I don't like seeing it. I don't like to see people get hurt. One of the reasons I like baseball is it's a sport where you're probably least likely to get injured. You know, basketball and football. I mean, football, you guys like. (laughs) What sport has ambulances waiting like right yeah. outside i talked to some guys years ago about rugby and i was asking questions and they were telling me rugby is so much safer than football and mm. if you don't watch rugby that seems impossible because there's no pads or no real pads yeah and what they were telling me was because there's no pads you adjust and you play a certain way mm. so you know you don't go leading in with your head and snap mm. your neck like you're you're not dumb enough to do that. And actually, rugby is a sport you can play late into life. And that stunned me. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting to me. I, I always thought... It seems like it would be. You think of like guys with three teeth playing with a broken right. clavicle, you know? Yeah, and the big dudes, when you see rugby team and you go, oh, he's only 6'5", 270. Yeah, that's a fun guy to tackle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah. lightning fast. <laughs> right. And pissed. <laughs> and he's angry. <laughs> right. But I think it's also one of those sports where... They hate each other on the field and then go to the pub with afterwards. I think it's one of those sports. Well, I would hope so. I mean... With both teams, not just your team. Yeah, I know. That's... With everyone. I would hope so because, you know, that's the best way to bury the hatchet because, like, somebody cleans your clock, you know I mean? 
if your ears are still ringing, you know, it's, let's buy me a beer. Yeah, totally. Like, like well, you knew you could get hit out there, but like, yeah. you know, man to man, sometimes that's how beef starts, right? You didn't mm-hmm. eat me that hard, whatever, you know, it's like, let's go have a pint and laugh it off. I know. I think it gives that opportunity of, yeah, the bury the hatchet moment is, it's great. Yeah. It gets you back to that feeling of, you know what? We're playing a game. Yes. It's all good. You want to win. I want to win. Let's not forget what we're doing. Right. We're playing a game. There's winners and losers. Today, you or I was the better man. It's not going to be like that forever. All right. Bringing it back to pitcher health. Okay. Uh, I want to let everyone know we're going to stay on this issue. We will have an update later in the season. You know that's coming. Can I just say that Scott Boris, uh, the die job isn't working. Scott, just let it go gray, bro. The problem I have is that when I know what he represents, right. I just don't even want to look at him. Right. I, I kind of can't look at him. And then when you sent me that quote, I almost can't even read the things he says either. Because it's so convoluted in money. It's just... Ugh, ugh. Do you think I wanted to sit down and read Rob Manfred quotes for two hours before recording? No, it's painful. Yeah, that's part of it. And I think I brought this up earlier. Every article starts off with, and they shorten the games, and it's great! It's like, now we can continue. Big sigh as I look down. I'm looking like, do I want to keep reading this or do I want to go do something that I actually enjoy? Yeah. <laughs> Just go, man. This is a problem. It just happened because it was fucking amazing. There it is, right there. Red hot. Oh, hey guys. Oh, it's fine. That's great. Let's expand the roster. Just thrilled. Just rubbish. We're not going to make this show a farce. We're not going to turn the show into a farce. No, we're not. We won't.